Penguin approached me and they uh, offered a contract and I'm like, well, okay, I'll, I'll think about it, but I, I can't do it. I don't have time. And then lockdown happened, Kelly, and the phones started buzzing and it's everyone's like, okay, so where's the time excuse? You are now locked in your house. Welcome to the Kelly Limber Podcast. I'm your host, business mentor and personal brand and style expert who is on a personal mission to inspire a minimum of five people a day to take action, to do something different and just show up as the best person they aspire to be. Thank you so much for all those DMs on Instagram saying that something you've listened to or you've heard from one of the guests has actioned you into something or um, you saw something on Instagram and, and it's just made you do something differently. It makes me so happy. So please keep sending them if you're one of my five a day. Drop a review and come and say hi on Instagram. I'd love to meet you. So in today's episode, I catch up with Alison Young. Now, Alison is globally recognized as one of the most experienced and qualified professionals in the beauty industry. And for those that follow me know that I have a little obsession with skincare. Now, she's mostly known for her roles on screen as a household beauty name because she really loves to share her advice across TV, radio, press and and she regularly um, interacts directly with her followers on social media, which as someone who's in the business of personal branding, I absolutely love. And then behind the scenes, she continues to develop her consultancy business, reporting at board level and working with startups to some of the biggest beauty brands in the world. And she recently won an amazing award from Women in Health and CEW Awards for her contribution to the industry. So today I talked to her about her latest book, which there are so many amazing skincare beauty secrets in it. Um, Her book is The Beauty Insider, and we also talk about her journey in building her business and personal brand. So welcome to the show, Alison. It's great to have you. Oh, thank you very much for having me, Kelly. I came across you. Now, I didn't come across you before. I came across you through Amazon. Now, I was doing a bit of research. I was looking for new books, and I came across your book, and I was like, Hey, the Beauty Insider, this is all about skincare. I need to know about this book because those that follow my journey and and are interested will know I'm a little bit obsessed with skincare. And then I saw your amazing reviews. I'm like, who is this woman? Did my homework, reached out to your PR team, and they said that you would love to be on the podcast. So thank you so much. Can't wait to hear your story. Oh, thank you. And, and it's brilliant because, I mean, those reviews um, that you saw on Amazon on the other retailers have literally had me crying because when you write a book, you just don't know what the response is going to be or how people are going to read it or the fact that they can't put it down. And yet, it, you know, it's a beauty book and they can't put it down. It's absolutely amazing. And I've been getting some absolutely make me cry reviews. Oh, brilliant. Well, I mean, I'm nearly finished the book. Loving it, loving it, loving it. Let's take a step back. And can you maybe just give the audience that are listening a bit of a backstory? I mean, I know I've done my homework, but you tell it in your your own voice and, and how we kind of got to this point. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm a qualified beauty expert, Kelly. I've been in the industry now for what, 35 years, started off celebrity facialists and treatments, whether it was the you know, Arab royal families, you know, royal families from all around the world, but also then training treatments, doing products, designing products for brands, you know, working, whether it was with Clarence Lonk and the Lauder Group, Aveda, bringing that in and traveling around the world with different brands or going to labs, looking at formulas, 
doing lots of TV. I do that as well on TV and radio as a qualified beauty expert and after dinner speaker too about the business. But then really it's beauty is my thing. And it's beauty, it's the connection between product and customer. That is my thing. And so those are people that have followed me for, you know, the whole of my career before social media even existed. (laughs) Then what's actually happened is that I think the connection that is required with the customer is even more important now because everyone in business is actually disconnected. And even now your marketing or your, you know, Mintel forecasting systems, et cetera, et cetera, they're disconnected. A customer becomes a statistic. And to me, a customer is never a statistic because I come from face-to-face customers and clients. So my consultancy business with cosmetic brands and retailers around the world is, is based on the fact that I have that connection. And really, TV and radio and podcasts like yourself has allowed me to get that connection back with the customer, which is great. Um, and this, this book is really just people stop me in the street. They stop me in an ambulance when jabbing my backside. I read that in your introduction. It was like everywhere you get stopped. And I I read that about the ambulance one. They stop me in the airport, you know, they stop me in a petrol station and say, oh, it's you, isn't it? You're Alison. Yes. Oh, why did I, I couldn't just ask you a question, could I? Um, and it's a burning question that they have, or it's a burning question that they have for their, you know, their son or their daughter or their mom or, you know, something like that. And it's, Over the years, Kelly, the repeated questions have come up because so many retail product brands now are disconnected to customers that customers are confused. So this book for me was about, look, this is about the industry. This is about the beauty industry. This is also about you. This is about helping you navigate the beauty industry, navigate your shopping or your techniques because you don't have to spend money. Um, And it's not about what brands you buy or you know, or even how much you spend. It's about the knowledge that I can give to you for you to make a good decision about your beauty regime. I thought that was really interesting in the book, you know, because I guess people do get overwhelmed and I have to buy the, you know, the top of the line product. And coming from a styling background as well, you know, you I always used to say, you know, work with what's in your budget. So there's a pair of white sneakers, what's within your budget and work with that, for example. And I guess it's the same that's the same principle you have with skincare is, you know, whether it's a serum or a moisturizer, don't feel like you need to buy the 200, 300 pound one. There is something within your budget. Exactly. I mean, that's perfect philosophy, Kelly. Uh, I'm 100% with you there. And it is, it's, it might, it, well, first of all, it might be that you don't need it. Secondly, it might be that you already own it. It just is coming up in a different name. And I talk about in the book, you know, the different names and the trends for ingredients. So sometimes you're actually buying something because it sounds exciting and it goes across social media and you're like, oh, I've got to have it. And you're like, well, wait a minute, you've already got it. That's a marketing ploy. It's just a different name or a different way of packaging up that type of product or that type of brand or that type of price point. Um, so I'm very much about you know, the, the book was just very open. Um, when I, I wrote it, I just downloaded my brain about the industry and inside the industry, right the way from labs and marketing of brands to then, yes, skin types and conditions and, yes, allergies and makeup and body care and everything's in there. Just a whole general feel good about yourself in your own skin information guides that will help you shop wherever you shop or we can help you shop the cabinet at home because you might already have it yeah absolutely I thought it was really nicely I say it laid out but it flows very easy you know when you're talking about kind of you cover all those aspects but it really starts with the basics and things like how much product should I be using you know that's something that you just 
you pick up from your mum or your gran or your friends, but how much should you be using? And you talk about that. I've got friends who use way too much product. I've got friends that don't use enough. So just those simple little, um, oh, I, I say this when I do personal, my personal branding masterclass, what is obvious to you is amazing to others. And yeah. I think that what you're doing is like, I, I bet a lot of what you wrote down, you're thinking, God, this is so simple. This is so basic. Like, how do people not know this? And I'm reading this going, oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> and it's so true. Oh, it is. I mean, the, the messages that I'm getting back on social saying, oh, I've, I've just taken my makeup off early. It's transformed my skincare regime. I love that tip. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, the, all the, just the things that are in there. And, and what I tried to do, and, and uh, thank you for uh, complimenting, not just me, but I had an amazing ghostwriter. It was Josephine Fairley of the Beauty Bible. So pretty amazing. I was yeah, yeah. I was bowled over and overwhelmed by, by people that actually wanted to be my, shall we say, poshest speed typist in the world. So I downloaded my brain on a on a three hour gaps every day for several months, and so my voice comes across because it is actually just me talking. And then, yes, Joe, putting it into English and you know putting the commas etc. in the right place. And then when it came to the the layout, it was you know Penguin were amazing uh, to work with. The team was so friendly. I have to say it's my first book experience, but. They were really friendly and they really cared. But it was that as a as an author, I then had to keep reading back and reading back and reading back and proofreading. It's like, oh, no, you've missed the point. No, you can't miss that section out. That section's really important. It, it's about staying strong, knowing, knowing with my experience face-to-face with customers what I knew they needed, what constantly gets asked of me, and what I know people are constantly confused about mm-hmm. in their shopping or in their routine. And, and also in, in these later years, what they're constantly doing wrong, you know, mm-hmm. feeling that they have to use the latest new thing, or they have to use glycolic or retinol, or they have to have, you know, uh, so much makeup that it, it fills up a whole dressing table. And, it, and it's not just about what's in your makeup bag. You know, and feeling guilty. Women feel guilty and men sometimes for not doing a complex routine. And this gives, you know, power back to say, no, it's up to you. You you just like when you do with your styling, know your own style. I'm saying here, know what you need from a beauty and a makeup and a hair and a skin point of view. Technically, there might be times that you need to step it up or step it down time-wise and become your friend that has a very minimal routine if you're a busy working mom or you're traveling or stepping up because you need a result because you just look in the mirror and you go, okay, right, I need to do a bit of work now. Yeah, I, I that tip there that you mentioned that, that someone commented about all oh, taking off your makeup when you come home. And I love that you put in the, the book, well, you wouldn't, you don't go into your house with dirty shoes. So why would you, like, I really love that comment. And then it was a little bit after that about, the double moisturizer so take off your makeup and moisturize and then moisturize before you go to bed and that was something I thought oh maybe I'm going to put too much moisturizer on if I do that so you're saying it's not it's actually a good thing yeah it is I mean what happens is that you know brands when you read the back of packaging all around the world the back of packaging is the same in every country it's a legal requirement. Uh, the method of use on products has now become, a, you know, a paragraph or a sentence because there's so many other legal things have got to be printed onto that box or the back of the packaging. And it literally just says, "Put on AM and PM, avoid eyes." Uh, you yeah. know, if you get an irritation, immediately consult a doctor. It normally says something like that. Um, and you know, people on average, 
Each person is an individual. So when a product says that around the world with different, you know, beautiful ethnicities, different weather conditions, different health states, different age groups, think of how individual we all are, then for me, that beauty regime has got to be made individual. So it's about it's about, yes, you might buy a mass market product, that's absolutely fine, or a global brand, that is absolutely fine, whatever price point, but there are different ways for you individually to use it. The other little tip I absolutely loved was, um, and I've been guilty on this, and I don't know why I never thought about it, was um, if I, if you don't love a skincare product, you know, on your face, use it elsewhere on your body, like yeah. a moisturizer. Like I thought that was like, back to that, what is what is, what was it saying? What is um, obvious to use, amazing to like? I had no idea. I was like, oh, but it's face cream. How could I possibly use that somewhere else? But let's not put it to waste. I thought that was a great wee tip. You know, and and you probably with your your fashion styling advice. You know, there's so many things that are, that are complementing that are, that we're talking about here. If something doesn't suit someone, you'll probably say, "Well, just wear that at home, then don't go out in it." But get some use from it, or tailor it differently, or send it off and get it chopped so it's a better length for you. You'll tell someone how to adapt. Well, I can tell in beauty, in your skincare, or your makeup, or your lip how to adapt without wasting money. And um, because I'm very very conscious, you know, the the beauty industry is worth billions across the world and you know that to me I'm not talking about you know also you know billions and millions of customers obviously for me it takes it down to that one person Mm. and that one person is an individual and what can I do to help that one person and the book is just another way for me to connect just like across my social media or across my website with my free tutorials is just constantly giving back because that everyone is so confused out there and it's so difficult to navigate the marketing of brands or formulations because, of course, the marketeers are always ahead of the customer. The customer doesn't know. So it's really putting a little bit more power back into the customer. You know, brands are great. Products are great. Results are achievable and great, but just shop wisely. And it's giving a little bit of um, knowledge and wiseness, if that's a word, mm-hmm. back to the consumer to help him or her or help their daughter or family because lots of people in the reviews have said you know I can't put it down I had um, someone message me last night and I've just messaged them back so they're going to hospital today and said you know they're going in for a major operation they're taking it to read to cheer themselves up and so that they can learn and that's a regular follower that's someone that's learned from me for years but they're still learning more because when you when you download 380 pages which frighteningly wasn't enough Kelly to fit in everything I wanted to fit in, um, then yes, you, there's there are so many things there that you think is obvious, but it's not. Or even the professionals and the salon owners and spa owners are then also reading it going, okay, didn't know that about customers and didn't know that about the industry. And, and they didn't even know that, you know, about skin types and conditions or about acids and retinols because they only have their base college training and that hasn't moved forward. Mm. Tell me, how did the book come about? Like, I mean, is this something you always wanted to do? Or, is, is, yeah, give me the lowdown. Because I think it's great from a business perspective. It's another, like I found out about you because of the book. So how did it happen? It never was in the master plan. I don't okay. really, yeah, I don't have really have a master plan. You might get a, a gauge in the book. I'm a put your head down and work hard, empty bins, never you know, be careful about who you, what you, what you do and what you say, because at every stage you will meet that person again in the future. You know, the world and the industry is a very small place. 
So, you know, I'll still go around and empty bins or do photocopiers or, you know, fix things now. I'm not someone that sort of points at anyone to tell them to do anything. I am, you know, lead by example. That's my sort of motto. Um, And it was really, you know, my PR, Nancy Brady, was just nag, 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 nag for me to do the book. And every time I did a a newspaper or magazine article, they're like, have you got a book? Have you got, you need to write a book, you need to write a book. And I'm like, oh, no, not another thing, please. (laughs) And I kept saying no, and Penguin approached me and they uh, offered a contract. And I'm like, well, okay, I'll I'll think about it, but I, I can't do it. I don't have time. And then lockdown happened, Kelly, and the phones started buzzing and it's everyone's like, okay, so where's the time excuse? You are now locked in your house. And that was it. Yeah. And that was, that was it. Um, and the, so then it, then it was, I haven't got an excuse. It literally was like, okay, so I'm not going out to TV. I'm not going out to business meetings. I'm not traveling to labs. So yeah, everyone's like shouting at me, you will have time. I didn't, but (laughs) but the skincare sort of skincare routines, like looking after your skin, that really blew up in lockdown. So is that just a coincidence that the book came out, or did the penguin see that this was happening, or like Uh, the the conversation about the book uh, and everything was long before lockdown? Yeah, before we even knew about pandemic or coronavirus, before it was even you know a word or a phrase. So, um, and then also through with writing it, it's really got, if you picked up this book in 10 years time and read it, it will not be out of date. This is not just about the pandemic. It very rarely mentions it. In in fact, myself and Penguin were like, you know, this, this book's got legs. We don't want it to just be a one night wonder of like, oh, you're out now. You want glowing skin. You want to treat maskne. There's very few references to that. There's obviously words like maskne that are coming into our vocabulary now and they will stay because mm-hmm. there's going to be lots of countries and situations where we're maybe wearing, you know, masks is going to be continually compulsory or a personal actual feeling of safety that people will do. But the fact of the matter is that everyone's got skin types, everyone's got potentially a skin condition. Everyone that wears makeup, we do that in or out of a pandemic. Everyone has hair problems. They might be exacerbated or we might have lost more hair because of it. We might have got more acne, but, you know, skin types, conditions, hair, nail types, they're, they're always with us. They've been with us <laughs> since, since the beginning. They'll be with us, you know, till infinity. Yeah. And that, I guess that's the whole piece about the basics, so to speak, that you've gone through in the book is it's not like, you know, when you talk about makeup, it's not like, hey, this is how you contour it. It's like, hey, these are the basic brushes. These are the different types of foundation. Like it nearly should be a class that should be at school, you know, to teach. It's so much I learn nowadays. I'm like, why wasn't I taught this like 20 or 30 years ago? Do you not think that or... Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, certainly, I mean, even if I'm taking sort of beauty schools um, around the world, because I've, you know, I've trained people from a, you know, basic level to advanced level. I've worked in, you know, top health farms and hotels and spas. You know, I used to train over 4,000 therapists a year, for example. Um, but then also I've trained from straight out of school uh, at college level. So advanced training of training schools, you know, they don't teach this. This is up to date. And this is also you know, 35 years of knowledge, you know, someone asked me the other day, why haven't you written it earlier? It's like, it wouldn't have had this knowledge 25 years ago. And, you know, a lot of people will then maybe train or they'll call themselves. And I think what's become confusing, Kelly, is they'll call themselves 
you know, an expert or a consultant or whatever they do on social media, but they're creating an image that is uh, untrue. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sure you'll appreciate this and your, your listeners that are entrepreneurial and in business is that you can't be, you know, for example, a business consultant without experience. You can't suddenly set yourself up and say, I'm a business consultant, boom. You know, you've got to do dual diligence. You've got to have, you know, worldwide company insurance. You've got to be able to prove that you've got this ability because you're playing with people's business money. But also the same is with right the way down to that one customer where I'm looking at my beauty advice directly to one customer too, whether I'm working with a brand's CEO and founder or whether I'm working with a one-to-one customer or follower on social media is that I am qualified. I do have experience. I've been there and done it. And this book is about that. So for me, it's common sense in my brain, but it's not common sense out there, yet it should be. Yeah, massively. Well, one other thing I want to touch about in the book, and then I'd love to ask a few questions about business, because, you know, whether or not that was what you've set out, you've you've developed an incredible personal brand. So before we get to that point, one of the things that I was really like happy to read about was men's skincare. So you talk about, you know, whether it's a man reading the book or uh, a partner reading it for their other half, there's some awesome tips in there for, for that. Was that something that you wanted to do penguin wanted or how did that kind of come about no that that's me i'm very i've always been very very conscious uh, right the way going back when i was uh, working with royalty and celebrities but also working with for example first sex change cases um, that were in the uk that was what their phrasing was called then obviously gender realignment etc now so i've been very aware of that for 35 years mm-hmm. and i've been very aware of you know, beauty for straight guys, for gay guys, for whatever gender you actually affiliate yourself with, but also, again, for women or however you affiliate yourself with, and also through the different age groups and also the different ethnicities. Is for me, a person is a person. You're a good person or you're not a good person. You're an honest person or you're not an honest person. It's down to, to characteristics. It is not down to your um, your gender or how you like to, uh, which gender you like to be associated with or how you look. You know, everyone's got the ability to feel happy and comfortable in their own skin. And this is about skincare, hair care, nail care advice for everyone. So yes, it was, it was me that said, no, I want some photos of the guys. And when... Um, Penguin, because we didn't put photographs up in there, because that costs more money and you don't actually get as much copy as in as much quality reading. So it's no, it's about the information. It's a manual. It's an information there, but it needs some diagrams to explain everything. So then when Penguin and I were working on the diagrams, I'm like, I want I want everyone covered. Um, and they normally with a book, uh, Kelly would do a certain style of a drawing and then that style is the same all the way through. And I was like, no, different. People are different. I want men. I want women. I want wrinkles. I want freckles. I want different noses, hairstyles. I want um, different religions represented with their headscarves. I want to see physically. I want, you know, I want to see physically myself, whoever myself is, mm-hmm. when I open that book. And and it's it's very evident. So I noticed all the different drawings and yeah, incredible. So the book is The Beauty Insider. Where can people buy that? It's on Amazon. I mean, Kindle, the whole. Yes, Amazon, Kindle, you know, top retailers as well. So if you, you can also, uh, you know, phone up your local independent bookstores, they may have it or they've got access to be able to order it in. 
um, as well. And obviously, you know, there's links there as well, which you can follow on my social media at Ali Young Beauty if you want to sort of see if you if you're finding difficulty getting it. But Amazon is probably the easiest internationally where you're getting, you know, your client base uh, follows you with the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. And just sort of a note on on that front. I mean, you haven't been able to do a traditional book tour, you know, when anyone kind of launches something. So like, how has that been different? Has it affected the sales? Like, what, what happens? What happened with it? Um, well, yeah, because it was meant to be, it was meant to go up to, you know, the Hay Festival, you know, to launch the book there. Then we were meant to do um, some department store and, you know, in the beauty, Selfridges Playground, things like that. We were talking about, we were talking about as well, actually, um, you know, doing some book signings with some of the, the big book retailers as well. And, you know, the decision was made by myself and Penguin is that we, at that point, just before the book launch, we didn't want to encourage crowds or people. Um, the last time I did sort of events, I had queues of hundreds of people and people traveling down from all parts and, and missing their night shift or doing a night shift and then traveling down in the daytime, et cetera, because the, uh, not because I'm famous or special, but just because they actually have always wanted to ask the question. And I hope I've answered the question for them in this book, however many of those thousands of questions keep being asked of me. Um, over the years. So yeah, the book launch has been very different. So a lot more virtuals like this starting to be able to just about start to think about being, you know, out and about and obviously retail, etc, is open, but it is about, you know, socially distancing and and spacing uh, in retail. So from that point of view, the launch has been very different. Uh, You know, thankfully to say it was a top seller um, on pre-launch. It's been a top seller within two days of launch. It's a, a penguin top seller as well for them as a as a book retailer. So the results are still coming. It's definitely struck a chord when you read those reviews that you mentioned on Amazon right at the beginning that just get me, you know, got me crying because it's people can't put it down. And for me as a beauty book, you know, I'm thinking beauty book can't put a beauty book down. Is that when you write your first book, you don't uh, what I hadn't thought about was how will people, when they receive it, feel about it? I just put all of my knowledge and information in there that I know people want. So then when people have received it, what they're saying is they're going back to it. They can't put it down. They're up to page 162 and they can't put it down. And that's in the first day. You know, crazy things like that. Mm-hmm. Like going back to you when you said you liked the way that it was written, because it is you, it is written by my voice because I dictated the whole lot, every single word. Yeah, 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 yeah. So good. So I just wanted to ask a couple of questions about business because, you know, you've got to this point with the, you know, with the followers, with your, you know, fan base, with people that are really interested in your knowledge. And so many people listening or running their own businesses and a huge part of what I'm trying to get over is that people really need to stop hiding behind their business and be that person in front of everything that they're saying. And you've built a business, but you have a name, an incredible personal brand. What are some tips that you could maybe share on the business side as to how someone can embrace that? Or what are some of the things that you've learned along the way? Yeah. Number one, I think that unfortunately now with, with social medias and, you know, LinkedIn's and all of the sort of private club parties that are run for business on online, etc., whichever ones you're, you know, involved in, is it takes an awful lot more time than what it ever did. So to stay connected, you know, once upon a time connected was you went to a couple of industry events, shook hands, had, you know, a glass of champagne, some wine and port, and then you left and then (laughs) 
who you never saw your industry colleagues again, whatever your industry is, Kelly, and you know from actually your mentoring is that the world is a very small place Mm -hmm. and you have to embrace it. And you have to be on all social platforms. You have to make sure your business is, and you also have to make sure that personally you are. And even if you don't personally, depending upon you know what role you play within a business, want to be front of house on the brand platform, you do need to be um, very active on the behind the scenes social platforms like the LinkedIn's or the um, Insider uh, Connect uh, type um, communication party, should we say, I call them, that there sometimes are, or private clubs that they are online. And that takes an awful lot of time because uh, now information doesn't, uh, or contacts and information don't just come in by word of mouth. They don't, which they used to. They don't just come in by physical face-to-face contact, which they used to. They mm-hmm. actually come in via DMs, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it was quite shocking a few years ago when brand owners of multi-million pound brands DM me. And so it's not an email anymore. You know, so you've got to keep up to date on your emails, on your DMs, on your social medias, on your LinkedIn's. There's almost five or six different communication channels that you will be contacted across that you've got to make time for during the day to keep up to date or to check your messages on. So it has actually become much harder for anyone to have that company interface or that business interface, because there's so many different ways that people can connect with you that it takes a few more hours every day to to even just check those situations. How do you manage that? Do you have a team that do it? Do you personally do it once a day, check in with everyone? What's your tip there? Uh, My tip, my tip there is you, you is I still haven't lost the personal touch. I am a workaholic and Maybe I don't delegate quite as much. That's definitely would possibly be something you would analyze on me. But it is that as a business owner, you 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 can't not check in yourself. Um, so yes, although I've got team members that will then check some of these platforms, or I, some of them I might not check every day myself uh, because I'm blocked out with brands or with corporate events, or you know if I'm if I'm blocked out in you know a meeting or if I'm at a lab or if I'm designing products or designing a treatment or you know having a meeting with a CEO or a, a brand founder, you know I'm not on any form of communication that day. Mm. I'm with them 100 percent face to face or virtual as it is in in this world, focusing on them. So yeah, you've got to find ways to even just if it is then on a weekly basis checking back in on those situations. Such good tips. And it's something that I'm always going on about with those that I mentor. You have to be in that sort of forefront. If you were looking back on the past sort of 35 years in business and, you know, you, you've spent years building your credibility and, and you know, you're incredibly authentic. You are who you say you are. Like you say, you reach out to everyone. What's been the one thing that you think has really been in your advantage or, or has um, really helped you along the way or to give you that real credibility piece? Was it? you know, hiring a PR company? Was it working with a celebrity? Was it just hard everyday hustle? Like what's been the one thing throughout that kind of 35 years? Um, I think the one thing that just, you know, comes to mind off the cuff with with that question would be just, you know, nose to the grindstone. Doing the best that you can at every moment. You know, at each stage of my career, did I have a career path? As a mentor, you'll probably hate me because I'll say the word no. (laughs) No. It is about every opportunity that I've ever had has come about by hard work. Mm. Um, I, I, and, you know, and I look at some of these people over the years and they've done these 
I don't know, American mentoring courses or whatever, you know, visualize it, see it, you'll get it. I'm not one of those people. Okay. It, it has been actually just work hard, do the whatever the job is, do it to the best of your ability. If that's emptying the bin, fine. If that's you've got to take one step backward to take two steps forward, mm-hmm. fine. Do it to the best of your ability. There's no shame in that whatsoever. And if you do it to the best of your ability and you always overperform. So I'm always, I've always been, even when I was in employed roles, the over deliverer, first one in, last one out, um, you know, extra ideas thought out outside the box, et cetera. Um, and it wasn't done deliberately for promotion. It's just my mindset. And I can see that mindset in people. If I'm sometimes doing um, employment evenings or, uh, advising you know company owners or mds on their staff and i I can spot it from 100 miles they walk in the room and i see the star Mm. and it's just i mean i'm sure you must as well it's just that they're already assessing the room they're already busy they've already prepared for that whatever it is they're already prepared for whatever it is they don't know what it is and you know and they're up and they're ready and they're in the game and they're excited and they're positive and they're you know and you're like you can physically see it and I can see it in interview and I can see it when people walk into a a massive room and sometimes brands will bring me in to actually work out who to you know promote or what I think you know over the years as well and and it is just in in innate quality that you can see in other people. Amazing I'm going to just wrap up and I've just got one more question for you so What's next for Alison? I mean, you never saw the book coming, um, uh, you know, a couple of years ago. Have you got some ideas, anything that you can share? Um, I mean, next for me is just more hard work, more putting my nose to the grindstone. I mean, opportunities like this coming up, more TV and radio coming up. Yes, I've got, in a, in a fabulous way, too much work to cope with. It's about coping, um, actually, with that work. But also, you know, you know, uh, Kelly, that a lot of got some really exciting and big things coming up. But some of those meetings can take a year, a year and a half, especially with COVID, two years. It's about, you know, seeing and aligning yourself with who you want to work with. And then, you know, with those situations going, yep, I want to work with you. And I think we'll be a good fit. And then actually being honorable. I'm not a fly by night person. So I don't take every opportunity that's thrown at me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's been my longevity as well, because if you take every opportunity that's thrown at you, you know, people always want to try and make money out of you. Mm-hmm. You've got to understand that, you know, it all boils down to that. And it's like, no, that's not right for me. It's not right for my customer. It's not my, right for my follower. It's not who I want to be. Yeah. And so it's about actually saying no to things and standing your ground, even when there's, you know, checks on the table. Yeah, I think staying true to your values, because I think a lot of people kind of in this sort of day and age, and especially in the beauty, you know, style industry will kind of sell themselves short on that by saying, yeah, I'll, I'll, um, I'll talk about that on social media, just so I can get a few thousand or a few hundred pounds. So yeah, I think that's a great tip. Don't say yes to everything. And, you know, I, I say to those that I mentor, if it's not a hell yeah, it's a hell no. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, 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 perfect. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I've got a deal that I'm, I've got in my head that we've been talking now for a couple of years. Have I got a check from them? No. Do I want to work with them? Yes. Do they want to work with me? Yes. It will happen. Yeah. We are having great conversations. Have other people come up in the meantime? Yes, but I'm, I'm actually with that. I might take other, you know, alignments of different consultancies or developing brands or 
whatever it is that I'm doing or different TV or, you know, speaking or mentoring, I might take those up, but I've always got the, I know this, this will happen. It will come to fruition at some point. It's just that sometimes you, it takes longer and it takes longer as well because of uh, COVID as well, because the virtual meetings, there comes a point with some business meetings that the virtuals have to stop and we need to get back face to face to really have those relationships. And my uh, brand, I suppose, and my business is about relationships. It's relationships that I have and that I mentor with my consultancy business and it's relationships that I that I mentor and that I cherish with followers and, and real life people and real life customers that are the end user. Amazing tips from beauty and business. Thank you so much for your time, Alison. Where can people find you? Like Instagram, website, share it all now. Yeah. Oh, um, at Ali Young Beauty across all social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter. Instagram, Facebook are probably the easiest because obviously I can put the most amount of information and videos, etc. up. And if you uh, look at my website, alisonyoungbeauty.com on there, there's lots of free tutorials. So that go with the book. So learning more about skin types or conditions or frequently asked questions, and they're all free. Um, as well. So you can actually have a look at those or tell your kids to look at them if they've got acne or anything like that as well. And that also does give you my business background, client background, press background. So it gives you sort of for both business and customer interface. Which is so impressive. I could have um, chatted all day. There's so much more, but maybe we can come on for a part two at a later date. Thank you so much and bye for now. Bye. Thank you so much for being here and listening to this episode today. Were you inspired? What was one takeaway that you can go away and put into action? I really want to hear from you. So head over to Instagram. I love to hang out there. I'm Kelly Lundberg Official. Come and say hi. Drop me a DM. Tell me the best part or screenshot this, share it with a friend and inspire them too. We are growing weekly and it is all down to you. Thank you so much reviewer of the week left this message. Great new podcast. I've been waiting for Kelly to launch her own podcast series after following her own journey from stylist to personal branding consultant. The podcast doesn't disappoint. From CFL, thank you so much. So your ratings and your reviews mean so much. So drop one into Apple Podcasts and leave one there for us. And don't forget, be inspired and keep following those dreams. Until next time, bye for now.